Hi, dear friend. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to the big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. Well, this is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. Well, my friend, you are listening to Fabiano Nyonghuru, currently ministering in the Seventh-day Adventist Church in South Australia. And I have both Amaros Park Seventh-day Adventist Church as well as Sanai Seventh-day Adventist Church Company here as my churches that I'm looking after. And we'll be glad to have you join us anytime if you happen to be in the areas of Amaros Park or if you happen to be in the northern suburbs of Elizabeth and Devon Park, Smithfield in that area. Hey, look and search for uh, uh, Sinai or look for any other Adventist church in the neighborhood. We'll be glad to have you uh, join us uh, every Saturday morning for worship and fellowship. And uh, friends, not only that, we would like you to actually invite your friends along. Friends, here at Faith FM, I'm delighted to be able to spend the next hour with you, our dear listener, wherever you might be. You may be in the car, you may be at home relaxing, or you may still be at work. And wherever you might be, my friend, I'm so thankful that you have tuned in into Faith FM, the best place to be, the best radio in town, the best program on the air. Friends, you've tuned in in the right time and we've got something wonderful to share with you. And friends, let me tell you that the uh, theme for this week has been the Bible, Christ, and radical salvation. The topic for today is, could Christ accept me? That is really uh, the question of which we'll be addressing on this radio program. Some of you, those who are regular listeners, uh, 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 they would understand that I usually have a co-host with me. But today, unfortunately, for unforeseen circumstances, my dear and good friend, Pastor Hugh Hinnan, uh, wasn't able to join me. He is not well. But friends, we'll be able to study from Scripture, and uh, I'm pretty sure that we'll be able to journey along together. I know that we'll, dearly, we'll miss dearly um, uh, Pastor Hugh's voice and his uh, 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 way of unpacking Scripture. And uh, I invite you, therefore, to journey with me, and even though I'll be a Lone Ranger, but I believe that God's Word will speak to us in a very powerful way today. Friends, I'd like to remind you once again that you can actually visit our website. That is faithfm.com.au and listen to previous presentations. You can uh, schedule some of your favorite programs and you can request certain prayers. Uh, and uh, well, you can request prayers in general, I should say. You can request for uh, uh, free offers. And even on this radio program, we'll be giving away some free offers. And so you want to stick with us. In fact, the number that you would need to interact with me is a zero four triple eight eight oh eight eleven. That is the number, my friend. And so I will need some company as we journey along. Zero four triple eight eight oh eight 
11. Please let me know where you're listening from and please uh, send in your prayer requests, your questions. Let's, let's have uh, a wonderful time together as we study the Word of God. And so friends, uh, just before we get any further, I would like to share some interesting things that are happening across the world. Now, as you know, if you're a regular listener, you, you, you remember that, um, from time to time, I usually uh, pick up a few uh, news headlines from either the Christian Headlines uh, Network or uh, some of the other popular ones just to see what's happening around the world. And so I found something remarkable, something that I thought, hey, this is worth sharing. The headline says, Despite curses by local witches, thousands in Nicaragua, I believe I've pronounced that place correctly, except Christ at gospel event. The salvation of thousands were recorded last week at an outdoor gospel campaign in Somotilo, Nicaragua, despite opposition from local witches who attempted to curse the field and block the event by shake the nation's ministries. Let me repeat that. They attempted to curse the field and block the event by shake the nation's ministries. According to God TV, uh, that is the uh, another network, it was the first stop of a Buans Nuvas Nicaragua campaign across 17 regions in the Central American nation by shake the nations which will hold a mass gospel event at each location. Oh, friends, what a story. Can you imagine the controversy? Can you imagine whatever uh, 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 um, uh, instruments or uh, mediums these people would have uh, attempted to use? It would have been uh, quite a fight in a spiritual sense and Maybe also physically, who knows what might have happened. But what's quite interesting is the fact that uh, many people, despite the obstacles, despite the challenge, despite the uh, the opposition, thousands still gave their lives to Christ. That's quite amazing. Let me continue. It says here, it is the largest gospel initiative in the history of the ministry and is being conducted in partnership with a local missions ministry, Mountain Gateway. And I quote, in the inaugural campaign of Bunas Nuvas Nicaragua was beyond words, the Holy Spirit moved in a mighty way. Evangelist Nathan Morris, who founded Shake the Nation's Ministries in 2006, wrote on his Facebook page, and I quote, uh, and, and I quote, witches had attempted to place sacrifices and curses around the field to stop the people from coming and hearing the gospel. But the Lion of Judah rolled and the devil was defeated tonight. Signs, wonders, miracles, and thousands of salvations displayed uh, uh, the authority of Jesus Christ. Every knee shall bow. Somotilo for Jesus. Now, friends, this is quite interesting because we know, according to Scripture, that there's always a controversy every time the gospel is being preached. In fact, the great controversy is the conflict between Christ and Satan, which plays out in everyone's heart, even from day to day when we are deciding to do what is right. 
Friends, what's interesting, I don't know much about this ministry, but what's interesting is to, is the fact that despite what these, um, uh, proponents of evil forces were trying to do in order to hinder the progress and, 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 and people accepting the gospel, Christ was triumphant. Now, I don't know much about their, 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 um, Doctrines, but what's for me what speaks volume is the fact that Jesus was triumphant, and uh, this is something remarkable. And in fact, this relates to what we'll be sharing today, and that is, uh, you know, the power of the gospel to actually change one's life, especially those who uh, accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. Yes, the question is, could Christ accept me? And we will be looking at that because, um, because you know, when we when we uh, ask such questions. There's usually a uh, an inkling, or or at least a uh, a desire in one's heart to follow Christ. And when one starts taking the first step, there's always a controversy. There's always uh, ch- uh, uh, challenges that the enemy brings in one's way. There's always all kinds of things that happen. And so, but what's interesting, especially from the story that we have just uh, uh, heard, is the fact that. Jesus is always victorious. But friends, before we could go any further, I'd like to just once again remind you that uh, uh, to text me and um, uh, to let on claim a free offer, which I'll be giving away today, you will need the number 04888811. We've got something amazing coming along, but let us pray before we proceed and then we'll come to a short break. Shall we pray together? Father in heaven, we thank you for your love, your mercy, and your forgiveness. Lord, we want to thank you for the way in which you work in and through us. Lord, we want to thank you for Jesus and what he has done for us. Lord, I pray that every person who has tuned in today, that uh, they would find uh, uh, today's message to be transformational, to be one that is... um, timely. Father, we pray that you may lead and guide, be with me as I share, and and I pray also for my good friend Hugh, uh, who is not well. We pray for spirit recovery. Lord, be with us and continue guiding, and this we ask in the precious name of Jesus. Amen and amen. So, dear listener, I do have this free giveaway. I will let you know what it is and how to get it, but I want you to stay with us. Please stay with us as we uh, come to this short break and uh, keep that number, you know, right next to you because you will need it when the time comes around. But I would like to start off with a song, uh, uh, a song by Harper Family, King's Ransom, a beautiful song. And so here it is. Enjoy it. And we'll be right back. No, it was clear. Was high. Sin was found, and I must die unless by grace the price was paid. And at His feet the note was laid. My hope was gone. Well, I was not worth what it would cost. 
to Faith FM Drive Time with Fabiano here in the studio and friends I'm so glad that you have tuned in and friends this is the right place to be wherever you're listening dear friend hey this week the theme has been the Bible Christ and radical salvation today we want to explore the topic and the question could Christ accept me wow in the beautiful song that we have just listened to by Harper, our family, it speaks about how Jesus has kind of like brought us back, ransomed us. And, and that's a beautiful song because it, it speaks about the work of Christ in, 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 in redeeming mankind. Like his part, which is the, primary which is the most important which is the 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 um you know yeah the most important uh, uh, element in this whole salvation uh, uh story um but once again we'll, we'll delve in, we'll delve into that uh, a little bit more after but i would like to just start off my friends and come to a text uh, which i have read times after time because it really helps me to understand what some of uh, 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 some of us tend to wrestle with 
of which maybe some of us might even be wrestling with today. And when people ask the question, could Christ accept me? Well, it brings me back to this text. Let's come to the book of Romans. The book of Romans. It is a book written by uh, uh, Paul. Paul was one of uh, the one of the followers of Christ, and in fact, an apostle, uh, meaning one who was sent out and sent out on a special mission. Indeed, we come to the book of Romans. This was a letter written by Paul to the Christians in Rome. Uh, so the seventh chapter there. Romans chapter 7, and the verse in particular that I'm interested in, it is verse 19. All right, verse 19. Look at what this text has to say, or hear what this text has to say. This is Paul writing, and he says, For the good that I will to do, I do not. Let me read this again. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil I will not to I will not to do that I practice. Right. And then he says in verse 20, now if I do what I will I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. Let me read this from a, a modern translation. The NLT. Here's the same verses, verse 19 and 20. I want to do what is right, what is good. But I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I'm not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. Oh, what a hopeless situation. And in fact, when you read this chapter, you find that Paul speaks about this internal conflict, this wrestling, this battle that goes on in his heart and mind as he's wanting to to do what is right you know as he's wanting to please God but yet he finds himself defeated over and over again have you ever been in that place is this you my friend today do you identify with Paul right there's that internal conflict and so later on he says oh wretched man that I am this is at verse 24. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Right? Some of us might be right there, right now. Who will deliver me from this body of death? Friends, you've seen, you've been convicted that sin is deadly, that this is something to be, you know, to... Uh, something that would make you sick, right? The whole thing called sin. Uh, you know, you, you've been convicted that this is something to be abhorred, but you lack the power to cut the cord and you lack the strength to set yourself free. Have you ever been there? Right? Have you ever been in that space or are you in that space right now? Oh, wretched man that I am, Paul says. And some of us have been there time after time. The place where you feel powerless and you find yourself doing that which is evil, that which is wrong, and your heart tells you that that which you're doing is not right. And I would say from a Christian perspective, the Holy Spirit convicts you that what you're doing is wrong. 
right? And you just don't have the power to set yourself free. Or let's say that maybe you've been living a life that um, uh, that uh, did not acknowledge God, and now you come to that realization that, hey, actually God is real, and I need Him. Right? I've been living a life of, um, you know, I've been running away from God, and I've been ignoring Him, and well, I was blind, but now I see, I, I can see that God is real. But yet I'm struggling and I'm striving and I want to know if Christ could accept me. Maybe because of my behavior and lifestyle that is not consistent with his will and, 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 and desire for me. And should, should I, you know, clean myself up? Should I, what should I do? Right? What is it that I need to be, to do to be saved? It reminds me of a story, my friends. Uh, a story uh, that um, uh, speaks of a person uh, who, or people rather should say, who asked the same question. What should we do to be saved? In fact, best to actually turn to that text. Uh, because this is a text that I think some of us would, wo- would do well to remember. This is in the book of, uh, chapter, uh, book of Acts, chapter 4. In the book of Acts, we'll read the fourth chapter, just stand there right now. Right. A, a, a question was asked. What must I do to be saved? Right. And some of us are asking ourselves that same question. What must I do to be saved? And so, friends, I'd like to come to this question because uh, some of us uh, have been there many a times and yet they have not read uh, this following text. So a question is asked, and I like the answer that uh, that is given here in the book of Acts chapter 4, verse 10. Uh, verse, in fact, we could pick this up from verse 12. It says, Nor is there salvation in any other. For there's no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Right? Here we find an answer to that question. What must I do to be saved? First and foremost, we are told that, hey, there is a name. There is a person. That is Jesus Christ. Nor is there, is, nor is there salvation in any other, for there's no other name under heaven given among men by which you must be saved. Now, you may say, how do we get to that? Well, we can read this contextually, right? Uh, in fact, we could read from verse um, verse 10. Let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone, nor is there salvation in any other. This was the message which was being delivered after Pentecost, after uh, Christ had returned to heaven and the Holy Spirit had come afresh upon the disciples and those who feel the name of Christ. Um, yeah, they, they, they started preaching. And in answer to the question, to those who were asking, you know, what shall we do to be saved? The disciples pointed them back to Jesus. Jesus is the answer. Right? Jesus is the answer. You want to know today? 
had to be set free. You want to know whether he could accept you. First and foremost, you must know that Jesus is the answer. But let's come back to that same problem, the problem which we have addressed, right? You yourself have tried. You've, you recognize that there is nothing good in you, right? And you want to come to Christ. Or you are in the second camp of those who have not known Christ before, but now have come to the realization, right, that, that you need Jesus, that God is real, right? Despite of your previous lifestyle, your behaviors, your, uh, your, your previous, your past life, the one that was inconsistent with, uh, uh, the will of God. Despite all that, you are, your, your heart is asking the question, what must I do? Will, will he accept me? I would like to come to Isaiah, Isaiah chapter one, verse 18. Oh, I love the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter one, verse 18. In fact, as we scroll down to, or as we turn the pages to Isaiah chapter 1, I'd like to uh, 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 ask that we all put ourselves in the shoes of uh, the people whom Isaiah was speaking to, because these were people who were rebellious. These people had known God, but yet had rejected God in their conduct, in their lifestyles, and, you know, but, but, but I love what we hear from God himself. Here, God is going to speak to the people who are rebellious. And, and I'd like to encourage you and to invite you to also put yourself in their shoes and, and, and listen to these words as if Jesus is actually speaking to you today. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18. And God is speaking. Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Wow. Notice verse 19. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Friends, God says, come, let us reason. Isn't that a good invitation? Come, let us talk. Come, let us sort this thing out. Come, let me hear it. Come, dear friend. Oh, you say that you got some that you've been wrestling with. Oh, you say that, you know, come, let us reason. God invites you and me to meet with him for a free and a frank discussion of all of our problems. All of our doubts, all of our worries, right? He's asking us. He's not looking at us, you know, with a stern look. No, it's a calm and a loving invitation saying, Come, my child, let us talk about this. I know you've messed up. I know you have a longing and a desire to have a closer walk with me. I know that you recognize deep down inside that there is something greater and that is the greater I am, someone greater, that is. Come, let us reason. And Jesus uh, would like to invite all of us today because he has come down on earth to even get closer. Though your sins are like scarlet, Right? Friends, let us take time to meditate upon these words. 
And while we're thinking of that, let us also come to First John chapter one verse nine. First John chapter one verse nine. It says, "If we confess our sins, that is, if we are honest and we just put out our hearts and um and and, and just hey, open up to God, and we say we've messed up, Lord, I've done this. Forgive me. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just." To forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all, how many my friends? All, all unrighteousness. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that, isn't that reassuring, right? Isn't that a wonderful, wonderful thing that you have heard tonight? The fact that God is asking us to come to Him, to reason with Him, and if we confess, if we are honest, if we open up, he is faithful. He is just. He will cleanse us. He will clean us. He will uh, he'll give us a new heart. Right? And he will cleanse us from all the unrighteousness, the things that defile, the things that makes us, you know, slaves. He 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 will, he will fix us up. He will do that work. Now, please notice that he is taking the first step. And he's inviting, and he's also ready to do the work that is necessary. So you ask the question, and the question is, could Christ accept me? Well, let us continue. Let us come to the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel, a book written there in the Old Testament, um, uh, uh, Ezekiel chapter 36. And we'll look at uh, verse 26. Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26. Friend, what a good news that Jesus is inviting you and me today. So let's come to 36, verse 26, and the Bible has this to say. I will give you a new heart. What? I will give you a what? A new heart. Oh, that is so exciting. I'll give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. God promises to do the work that is necessary. God promises to even do a heart transplant upon us, my friend. He will give us a new heart. Right? This is so powerful. This is so transformational. This is, this is good. And God was speaking to the people Back in those days. But the same message applies to us today. What a beautiful invitation. What a beautiful answer to Paul uh, 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 and, and, and those who identify with him in his outcry. Oh, wretched man that I am. The answer is Jesus. Right? And he is ready to do the work. Friends, I would like to come now to the New Testament where we look at, uh, where we look at a story that, 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 that even hits home, that helps us to actually get practical now. Let us come to the book of Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9, a book written amongst 
uh, amongst the disciples, well, written by Matthew, who was a disciple of Christ, uh, uh, and is positioned there amongst uh, uh, other books that are known as the Gospels, uh, meaning uh, uh, the, the the stories about Christ and the good news uh, of salvation. Uh, Matthew chapter 9, let's go to Matthew chapter 9. And there in Matthew chapter 9, uh, uh, we read the story of the paralytic. The story of the paralytic. Uh, chapter 9, we are going to read from verse 1. This is what the Bible has to say. So he got into a boat, that is Jesus, crossed over and came to his own city. Then behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer, your sins are forgiven you. And at once came the, came, and at once some of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemes. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, What do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Arise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Then he arose and departed to his house. Now when the multitudes saw it, they marveled and glorified God who had given such power to men. Did you catch the message? Think about this. People bringing their friend to Jesus to be healed. And what did the Bible say there in verse 2? When Jesus saw what? When he saw their faith. When he saw the faith of the paralytic. Hmm. He said, son, be of good cheer. Your, sons are for, your sins are forgiven you. Now, please, don't, don't miss this. It was not just the faith of the friends, but actually the faith of the paralytic himself. Because later on we read that um, when Jesus said, Arise, take up your bed and go to your house, that he arose. Now he arose. He responded to the appeal. He trusted in what Jesus would do. And faith, my friends, grabs hold on God's word and believes what God's word says and is ready to act upon that word. So 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 this paralytic exercised faith in standing up. He could have doubted. He could have said, oh, master, touch me first, right? But he stood up. He stood up. And that is what faith does, right? Faith is that which gives us victory. Faith. Oh, let me, let me, let me expand this a little bit more. Let's come to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians, we are going to look at Ephesians chapter two. Another epistle or letter written by Paul. In Ephesians, the book of Ephesians chapter two, we are in the New Testament. We come to verse eight. Verse eight. This is what it says. It says, for by grace you have been saved. Grace meaning an unmerited faith, something you didn't deserve, something that you are given for free. For by grace you have been saved through faith. There you go. So we are saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is what? It is the gift of God. Wow. 
So God is the initiator, right? Or even, you know, the faith that we have to exercise in our hearts is not good news. So, for by grace you have been saved through faith and not, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Ah, isn't that wonderful? Now, let's continue. Verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Yes, there are, there is this faith when it is exercised, when we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, something powerful happens in our lives. Right? We are recreated anew and, 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 and we start doing things and works and, uh, uh, and, and living a way in which, you know, um, um, in, in which you will bring honor and glory to God. But that is the work of God in us. It's not good. It's not wonderful. And so the question once again, could Christ accept me? Oh, friends. What we have looked at, what we have looked at thus far helps us understand that Jesus invites us today. And he invites us so he can help us. Secondly, it is by faith we have to trust and believe that he will do the work that is necessary for us to be saved. Yes, Christ will accept you. Christ has accepted you. It's a matter of actually responding to that and accepting that. Oh, now you say, wait a minute. Oh, pastor, I, I, I've messed up. My whole life is, is a start of sin. Oh, not so fast, my friend. Let us come to John chapter 4 and then we'll take a break after this. John chapter 4. John the fourth chapter, uh, we find a story there of a Samaritan woman. Now, this woman had done all that which you can think of. And, uh, yeah, she was living a life of sin and she knew it. But when she encountered Jesus, something amazing happened. Something amazing happened. And so we, we, we read here that, uh, Jesus came to the city of Samaria. Samaria and uh, uh, to a particular place called Sychar. And there he found the ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph, right? And there was a well. And, and there he found this woman. Uh, and this woman was there to draw some water. And he asked her, woman, give me a drink. Ah, oh, and she said, oh, no. How could you ask me, a woman, right? And in those, in, in, in those days... You know, it was unthinkable that a Jew, Jesus being, uh, you know, from the lineage uh, of the of the Jewish uh, uh, um, uh, people, uh, it was it was unthinkable that a man and a Jew would actually speak to a woman and and a Samaritan woman. I mean, unthinkable. And so, uh, Jesus, uh, you know, starts conversing with this woman, uh, and um, he says to her, "If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water.' Huh? The woman says, "Sir, you have nothing to draw with. What you saying? You know, she 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 could not understand the 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 implication of the words that Jesus was actually saying. The spiritual uh uh." A message that was coming out of uh, out of his mouth, and 
And so Jesus said to her, listen, whoever drinks of this water, that is, you know, earthly, earthly water, will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water, springing up into everlasting life. Wow! Eternal life! Right? Those who receive Christ, those who receive the water that he gives, Wow, I will never thirst again. They will have eternal life. And so when she heard that, she said, Sir, give me this water. And I know that that is the question that you've been asking, my friend. Could Christ accept me? Yes. Yes, he can. Jesus is no respecter of persons, castes, uh, what should we say, color, whatever. Jesus will come to anyone, even the untouchable. Jesus will come to anyone despite of where you come from. Despite of your background, Jesus will give you that living water. Just like he uh, uh, he spoke to this lady and said, listen, I, I, I have living water. And if you knew what you'd be asking, friends, I, I, I would like to encourage you to actually ask Jesus today to give you that living water. And so, my friends, as we continue, I'd like to just take a short break so we can take time to meditate on, think about uh, what we have just learned thus far. And um, just before we also take the break, I'd like to remind you once again that we do have a free giveaway, a wonderful book. Uh, and uh, before I could let you know how to get it, I'd just like to ask that you keep that number close by, 04-888-80811. In fact, please share some messages. Let me know where you're listening from. It will, it will, it will be of a great encouragement to me, uh, simply because, uh, you know, I'm still, I'm sitting in the studio by myself, but hey, I would like to see that there is someone out there listening. So please send me a message, 04-888-80811. I'd like to hear from you, my friend. Uh, and, um, you know, maybe you can even share your experience. Uh, or maybe you might be one of those who have been wrestling with a question. Please send your prayer requests. Please send your, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, your message. I would really love to hear from you. So please do stay with us. We're coming to a song, uh, and then we'll be right back shortly. But please... Don't go away because uh, because we do have that free giveaway, and uh, shortly after the break, uh, soon not not too far from now, I will let you know how to get it. So, friends, thank you once again. Let us come to this song, and we'll be right back. This is the song by B.J. Thomas, Just As I Am. Just as I am without one plea But that thy blood was shed for me And that thou bidst me come to
Because Jesus invites you today to respond to that still small voice that is speaking to you today. Come, come as you are. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Want to hear more of your favorite presenters? Download the free Faith FM app for Apple and Android and stream hundreds of podcasts whenever you like. So friends, you might be waiting waiting patiently, thinking, ah, how am I going to get that free giveaway? Just before we get to that, let me tell you of something, something amazing that is happening in town, somewhere not, not far from where you probably live, if you live in South Australia, if you live in the southern parts of Adelaide, you would want to come to this event because it's not far off from where you live. And if you happen to be living elsewhere in Australia or if you happen to be listening across the world, I'm pretty sure if you search or ask from the nearby Seventh-day Adventist Church, you'll be able to be connected with resources on this particular thing which we are about to hear about. But for those who are living in South Australia, here is a local event that you do not want to miss. Rather than me telling you about it, let me get my friend and good friend, Pastor Gary Hodgkin, tell you all about it. Does God exist? How can anyone believe in the Bible when science claims no God is necessary? They're big questions. Creation Ministries International is coming to Brighton, Seventh-day Adventist Church on Saturday the 18th of March 2023. You're invited to hear Dr. Ron Neller expose the absolute bankruptcy of evolutionary ideas. At 11am, my journey from evolutionist to creationist. At 2pm, 
false teachers in the contemporary world. Your dinner is provided at the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church, 10 Amelia Street, Hove, right here in Adelaide. Really look forward to catching up with you. There it is, my friend. You don't want to miss this wonderful event. So you've been waiting patiently. How do I get this free giveaway? It is the book by Ty Gibson, In the Light of God's Love. If you want to claim this free giveaway, all you have to do is send in the code word SA107 to the number 04888 The Faith FM giveaway bot will reply asking for your details. So text the code word SA107. That is the letters SA as in South Australia abbreviated, right? SA and the number 107107. Send that to that phone number, which I have told you earlier. Then we'll make sure that this free giveaway gets to you. Oh, friends, I'm so glad and I'm so excited uh, that uh, uh, some of my friends have uh, texted in uh, uh, to that number. And I'm encouraged that uh, there are people listening uh, across the country. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, a special thanks to Suzanne. And so, friends, I would like to once again welcome you to the Faith FM Draft Time Big Q&A. You are listening to Fabiano here. And the theme for this week has been the Bible, Christ, and Radical Salvation. But today's topic is a question could christ accept me oh friends could christ accept me despite of all uh my habits and uh you know lifestyle that i've lived and you know i have become a prisoner to sin and i've you know i feel like i just can't you know set myself free we've already looked at isaiah chapter 1 verse 18 where god invites you my friend he invites me and he says hey come let us reason together says the lord and he has a solution for you what a good news now you may also have the following question how can i have this power then to live a life that honors christ well according to the book of john john chapter 1 verse 12 it says but as many as received him Right, capital H. As many as have received him, that is Jesus, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. If you believe in Jesus, if you accept Jesus to be your Lord and your Savior, you become his child. Right? There's no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. There is no other thing that you need to do to prove yourself. All Jesus is asking is for a willing heart to accept him, to invite him into one's heart so he may be the Lord of your life, so he may be the master of your life, so he may do the work that needs to be done in your life. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful good news. And so friends, to receive Christ is to receive that power. To receive Christ is to receive eternal life. To receive Christ is to, is to receive freedom. What a good news. And so, my friends, could Christ accept you? Oh, yes, he can. In fact, he has laid out his life long ago so that you may have a second chance. But let's come to Romans chapter 8, verse 11. Oh, I love the book of Romans, especially chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 
verse 11. And this is what it says. But if the spirit of him, capital H, that is Jesus, but if the spirit, or God the Father, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give you life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. And so that life to live a victorious life, that life to uh, live a life that is, um, that, that is, um, how can we put it? Uh, you know, a, a, a life that is free of the worries to receive that life is to receive Christ. And the Holy Spirit will do the work that is necessary. Oh, my friends, my friends, this is good news. And what we have covered thus far have, uh, has at least, uh, Shed some light to some of your questions, some of the things that you have been wrestling with for times. But I'd like to close with this verse, a very powerful verse. And this is uh, the verse that is found in the book of Galatians. Galatians, a letter that was written to the uh, Galatians, chapter 5, verse 25. Hold on. Galatians, chapter 5, verse 25. And he says, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Oh, friends, because Romans chapter 8 verse 1 says, there's no condemnation to those who walk in the, who are in Christ Jesus, who walk in the spirit. It is so good to receive Jesus. There is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. If you receive Christ, the Holy Spirit will come into you and he will do the work that is needed in your life today. And so friends, I think we've covered quite a good ground here. And I think we have answered the question, could Christ accept me? I hope and pray that you would accept Christ because he has his arms outstretched and he's calling and you can hear his voice upon your heart. If you listen carefully, he is calling and his desire is that you would accept him today. Do not wait. A favorite author of mine says, her name is Ellen White, in the beautiful book uh, called uh, Steps to Christ, she says in chapter 6, do not wait to feel that you are made whole, but say, I believe it, it is so. Not because I feel it, but because God has promised. And friends, that is faith. Believing that what God's word says is solid and that God's word will accomplish what he has uh, promised to do. That is faith. And that is the faith that gives us the victory. So believe it. Believe it by faith because God has promised. Oh, friends, today is the day of salvation. If you hear his voice, harden not your heart. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Let us pray together. Father in heaven, Lord, we want to thank you Jesus. We want to thank you for our Lord and Savior. He came to set his life, to set, to, to, to lie his life down, to lay his life down, I should say, so that I may be saved, so that those who are listening on this radio program may be saved, so everyone may get the chance, the opportunity to be saved. And Lord, I pray that you may speak to those are listening to this uh, radio program and those who will listen to this radio program after, I pray that you speak to their hearts and that they may make that decision to accept Jesus 
and to believe and to trust in what he has promised. Oh Lord, we are thankful and grateful. Be with us continually. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And so my friend, please tune in tomorrow where you listen to Nick and, uh, uh, Nick and, uh, Tracy speak on the topic. What does it matter? What does it mean rather to grow into Christ? And until then, may God bless you and stay with Jesus. Trust in all